You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to at theleap.substack.com. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And of course, I want to thank everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day. If you don't, why not? Try it out. I think you will like it. And we are going to have, of course, our friend, everyone's favorite, Lily Zhao, is going to be on the show today. Zhao you doing is back in full effect. Two wins in a row with Lily Zhao now. And we'll just forget about what happened in week one. That's probably a prudent thing to do in any event. So I want to start, though, with something that when Jason, America's guest, Jason Hershorn, who was on the show yesterday and is my co-founder at The Leap, when he brought this up, I thought, what a great piece of insight that the Packers were able to have offensive success despite not playing the traditional Shanahan scheme. They didn't go heavy play action. They didn't go a bunch of outside zones and boot actions and shot play. It wasn't dagger and Yankee and flood concepts. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was, we understand that, or we believe not that we understand. We we believe that we have to play this certain kind of way and not just, we have to, we get to, we can, and that that way can be successful. What they found was a way to marry a way that Rogers might want to play anyway and that still keeps in in concert with some of their base ideas. And luckily guys like Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, they know, you know, the 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 playbook beyond the Matt LaFleur offense, the traditional West Coast staples, and of course, they're going to be able to pick up quickly. Alan Lazard, MVS, those guys are veterans now. I mean, this is this is a veteran team by and large. And so when they go, "All right, we're going to change this up." We're going to run a lot more empty. We're going to run a lot more five-man protections and find way. A lot of RPO. The RPO, as Jason pointed out, is part of the the, the core ideology of this offense. It's just not something the Packers had always done. A lot of the empty. That's part of the offense. It's just not something that they've done this way as much as they did on Sunday. And the the play action numbers, along with the time to throw numbers, are, they're startling. I mean, they are striking. So Aaron Rodgers, this is is pro football focused charting. He had just three play action attempts on Sunday night. On, on the show yesterday, Jason and I, you know, we, we were saying eight, nine, maybe somewhere in there on 30 plus attempts. No, no. Three true play action plays. Now, Rodgers was three for three for eight yards and a touchdown on those plays. Cool. But that's that's a, a very, very, very low number. We're talking about 10 percent of the attempts were play action. That's a pretty small number. 
But that means in the drop back game, he was really good because the vast majority of the offense was in the drop back game. So 20 for 30 for 253 and a touchdown. Uh, that's over eight yards a pass. That's that's really good. And the reason it was really good is because he got the ball out quickly. In fact, no one in week three got the ball out faster on average than Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't really that close. 2.17 seconds was the average time to throw for Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of those RPO screen concepts, get the ball out to Devontae Adams and let him go work. Or hand it to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, etc. And even, even on some of the, the routes down the field. And this is the key. This is what makes Aaron Rodgers special. It's what makes this Green Bay Packers offense potentially special. They don't have to sacrifice to run quick game. No one in the league had a deeper average depth of target when throwing in under two and a half seconds. So when they throw quickly, no one had a higher A dot than Aaron Rodgers in week three. And it's not close. Aaron Rodgers, 9.9 A dot. The next closest was Ryan Tannehill, 7.8. So a two-yard difference, average depth of target, when he threw it in under two and a half seconds. And that includes all of those short passes. Finding ways to get the ball out quickly and still push defenses, to still threaten defenses over the top. That is a unique thing very few teams in the league can pull off. And what is particularly great about it is they can do it off a number of formations. They can do it with a number of receivers. Transition go to Alan Lazard on a slot fade. I guess it's a transition slot fade. You can can pick up 40 yards on third and short. You can pick up 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 20 yards all day, Devontae Adams' back shoulder. Or over the top, Devontae Adams. His ability to win in a hurry. His ability and his connection with Aaron Rodgers. And then you get the MVS stuff, the shot plays, and and the, the MVS play, not even off play action. So they're able to press defenses without getting to the play action that I think is the next step for this defense or this offense because you're going to see these teams play the two deep safeties you have to find ways to attack them that isn't just play action now a lot of these quarters teams they want to crash hard on play action so you can get them like the Packers did against the Rams like they did against the Saints last year but then there are some teams the Saints did it in week one We're just not going to honor the play action. Just not going to honor it. We're not going to crash hard as safeties. If you want to pick up a bunch of yards on the ground, if you want to get four, five, six yards of carry, be our guest. We think our front can hold up. And we don't think you can beat us over the top. So you have to do a couple different things. You have to force those safeties to play. And you have to do it in a way that also is not Super high variance. So you have to mix the deep passing with the short passes. You have to make sure you can get those quick throws out, those screens, and pick up yardage. They did it to Robert Tunyon. They did it to Devontae Adams. 
I think they could. There, there are more opportunities out there for for Randall Cobb, for Amari Rogers, even Alan Lazard to make plays on those quick, short passes. I'd love to see the RPO into the glance route. I'd love to see that more. That is a quick throw, and and no one is better in the league at at running those little inbreakers than Devontae Adams. I think Randall Cobb from the slot, threatening defenses in the middle of the field. Something that you you could see there. There are there are a lot of different ways. Aaron Rodgers talked about this in the preseason. He said the way that they have to move forward is this offense cannot just be what it was last year. They have to find ways to push it, to elevate it, to add to it. When you can do this, now you're saying, okay, you want to play two high safeties. Okay, we're going to demand that your two high safeties cover. We're going to make you make decisions and we're going to put you in a bind. And if if you wanna if you wanna do that, cool. We are gonna stress your discipline and we're gonna run the dig with the post, make your safety make a decision. And if your safety crashes on that inbreaker, it's a post in behind and it's a big play. That's what they did to MVS. These are these are classic quarters beaters, classic. And they they're able to get to them off the drop back game. And part of the reason you can do it off the drop back game is. You ran the ball relatively effectively in the spread. They don't they don't know what's coming because you. It's not just oh we're gonna sit on the short stuff. It's not like that. You can't just sit on. Okay, we think we can we can get pressure on your offensive line. You've got Yash Najman out there. You've got two rookies. We think we can win one on one early. Okay, here we go. I'm getting the ball out quick, and not, and not only am I getting the ball out quick, it's not just hitch slant out stop. It's not just the base three-step drop, one-step drop stuff. It's not just screens. And I, I would like to see them get some opportunities from for some guys who are a little bit better after the catch in those situations. Not that Devontae Adams isn't good. He is. But let's see Randall Cobb in some of those screen situations. Let's see him go make a play. Let's see Amari Rogers in those situations. Let's see him go make a play. I'd like to see them stretch these teams horizontally a little bit more. Give a jet sweep. You know, they're, they're doing a decent job creating motion and and forcing linebackers to be disciplined with their eyes. Do it more. I think we could see that part of the game. They, they haven't. I don't think they've given a jet sweep in a, in a meaningful moment yet this season. They gave it to Randall Cobb, but Jordan Love was the quarterback. And that tells you everything you need to know about the circumstances of that play. So finding ways and finding success, not just finding ways, finding success you know, I, I've, I've said this before. When Aaron Rodgers said after week one, we're going to figure out a way by Sunday, by next week, to deal with these two high safeties. I assumed that was just a thing you say. They did it. And I thought it was awesome. Aaron Rodgers on, on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, said, you know, I I haven't seen Matt LaFleur in two days. He's probably, you know, he's, he's in a bunker somewhere grinding tape. He probably put the game to bed on the airplane on Sunday. Matt LaFleur, you know, there was the icy handshake at the end of the game. There was the report that maybe there's some tension between him and Kyle Shanahan because of what happened in the offseason. Shanny's whispering sweet nothings in Aaron Rodgers' ear. Ian Rappaport saying the 49ers were his preferred destination. And if you're Matt LaFleur, it would be natural. I'm not saying this is the case. I don't know. But it would be natural for, for Matt LaFleur to go, this is messed up. You're supposed to be my friend. This is messed up. 
that you're trying to pry my quarterback away and just be annoyed at the situation in general. It would be natural. Let's just say that. It would be natural. I don't know if that's how he's feeling. It would be natural if that's how he's feeling. Maybe we're going to see pissed off Matt LaFleur. We're going to see chip on his shoulder Matt LaFleur. And if the last year and a half is any indication, that version could be really good because when he when he puts his mind to something, you know, the all gas, no break week against the Raiders, Aaron Rodgers, perfect passer rating. Now, they probably, he was like, let's have that mentality every week and it doesn't work every week necessarily. But when he puts his mind to something, he has proven to be an extremely, extremely capable coach. And I think the Packers should have a lot of faith that they're going to find and continue to find answers and options. Now, teams are going to fight back. They're going to have counters to the counter. And then the Packers have to have counters to the counter to the counter. This is all one big cat and mouse game. But to go out against a San Francisco defense that had the perfect formula to beat them. We've got good safeties, good linebackers, and a really good front. Some questions at corner, obviously. But we think we can pressure you. No, you can't. We're going to play press man. Cool. We're going to run by you. We're still going to hit shot plays over the top. We're still going to run the ball effectively. And we don't need play action. Now, do I think they could have used it more? Yeah, I do. I think play action takes the pressure off your offensive lineman by um, slowing down the pass rush because they've got to play the pass through the run, even if they're doing that. But they probably didn't want Aaron Rodgers turning his back to the defense, and now all of a sudden there's someone in his face. You want to see and be able to feel the rush at all times. I get that. Maybe there are opportunities to do a little bit more play action from the gun, from the pistol. I mean, that could be a little wrinkle here. Some more of the, I mean, the 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 touchdown to Devontae Adams was a thing of freaking beauty. I mean, you fake the push pass that they run the week before with Aaron Jones, that they've run with Devontae Adams before, and you come back with it the other way. Gorgeous. How about some true RPO? Some post-snap RPO where you read the conflict defender, put the ball in the in the stomach of the running back and decide, give or throw. How about just pure play action from the gun? Is it going to be as effective? No. Could it give you that extra quarter second that you might need to find the receiver? It could. It could. So there there are still ways that they can continue to evolve this offense. And as Jason and I talked about yesterday, I think it is a great sign for this offense that they found some of those counters in such a pivotal moment with with real adversity with the offensive line and, and, you know, a road test. They were able to do it. I think that bodes well for their ability to have adversity and counter it moving forward. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams come to play this season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college action. With new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, uh, bas- basketball, by the way, right around the corner. It's coming back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. When you use that promo code locked on, they will match that first deposit up to a hundred percent. I have something very important to tell you about. Stop throwing money away at the pump. This is something I am particularly aware of. I got a new truck, uh, an SUV, uh, and it it eats up gas. And so I'm I'm filling up. Uh, more, frankly, more than I would like. Uh, but if you're smart, 
you are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up with the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that extra 50 cents cash back on your first Tank, some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. Cash out anytime, PayPal, e-gift uh, e card, Amazon, other brands, right into your bank account, whatever you want. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. Two weeks in a row, we get Lily Zhao after a win and a thrilling win at that. Joining me, of course, for Zayu doing Fox 6's Lily Zhao. And we have a lot to discuss, a, a dramatic win and another big game coming up. Lily, Zayu doing? Peter, I am doing fantastic. It has been such a whirlwind, I feel like, for everybody um, in Wisconsin or just Wisconsin fans in general. So it's kind of tapering now, but not so much. But the Packers got a win to really round out the weekend. So I'm doing great. Zayu doing? I am very good. The Ryder Cup on Saturday, incredible. Saturday was an amazing day, minus the Notre Dame Wisconsin game. I was there that good. It was a great, it was a great weekend overall. The Packers get the win. The Brewers clinch the division. Hopefully, a lot more big Brewers moments coming up. Uh, and hopefully a lot more Packers moments coming up. Uh, let's let's start with Sunday with 37 seconds left. And Aaron Rodgers getting the ball, no timeouts. How confident like on a scale of one to ten how confident confident were you that they were going to go down the field and at least have a chance to kick the field goal i feel like if it was a touchdown it would have been a different story like 30 you have 37 seconds to score a touchdown right. the odds would have been obviously a lot less but i feel like just to get mason in range and you had what it was like 40 yards to go or something like that i, I in my heart of hearts i was like they can do it like they just got to move the ball i mean it's obviously they didn't have timeouts it's, you, you can't do anything crazy and fancy, but like, I at least thought that they can get it in range for him to kick it again. If it was a touchdown, different story, but, um, luckily Mason Crosby has a phenomenal leg. So that's, that did them well. But I, I will say though, like those two throws to Devante, I just was like, Oh, it's going to happen. Cause that first one, I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good to go. It did seem that way. Like when, when he dropped back, when Rogers drops back and is looking deep, I think like everyone's reaction is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, like good and bad. It's like, okay, this could go really wrong or this could go really right. And it was, it was really right. The throw on the first one was unbelievable. And I think, especially after that first one, it was like, okay, they need like, they needed like 15 more yards after that. And I think it was like, okay, they, 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 not even just, they can do this. It was like, they got this. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. It's, you know, again, Mason doesn't need, you don't have to get Mason to the 20 yard line to make field goal. Right. So <laughs> right. It's you know, when, when Devante got across midfield, I'm like, all right, you know, this is good. They can do it. Made another nice pass to him and, and they were in business. And luckily, you know, it, he was able to walk it off. And it just was one of those games where I, I think it kind of like sucked for me though. Cause I was, I was in the studio that day. So I was doing a sports cast while it was happening, but it was during intermittent. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm like during intermittent things were like, I wasn't on camera. I was like crouching down to watch the TV to make sure <laughs> and see what happened. And I kid you not. Um, in our last story, I'm looking at it and he makes the field goal. So then we went on air two seconds after it happened. We were like, the Packers just won. So it was, it was a crazy weekend. 
But that is the that is the beauty of live TV. It is the beauty of live sports. Those are those are really the moments that that you live for, right? I mean, we went we went live right after it it happened. Not live live the same way you did. We were live on YouTube, and and everyone was just like going crazy in the comments. It was a really fun time. Um, th- this is why sports are the best. That's that's what it is. Um, offensive line. I think was was a big question coming in and you've got the two rookie starters and you've got John Runyon Jr. in his first game as like, okay, we think you're the guy now. And then they they go to Yash Nijman, a guy who I don't think anyone would have predicted would have been the the guy to, to step in there and start at left tackle after a little bit of a rough start. He really played well. Does, does it change your level of confidence uh, going against uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week that, that this offensive line can hold up at home after what they did to San Francisco? I think so. And, and obviously they, you know, the Steelers defense is, is still very good. Um, and I think the, obviously the game plan was just get the ball out quick because then those guys don't have time to rush you. Right. And that's what he did multiple times. Aaron Rodgers got the ball out super quick. Uh, you know, Yash did have some growing pains, but it was his first career start for the Packers. It's expected, but he got a lot of help though from other guys who were able to help him block and up front. And it was just encouraging to see though, because especially when you don't have Elton Jenkins and then you all have David Bakhtiari, it's like you have two really good guys that aren't on the offensive line and and the way they were able to hold up and not have Nick Bosa really create any sort of havoc on Aaron Rodgers was very encouraging to see. So I thought they did a really good job. And, and Rodgers has to get the ball out too. I mean, that's, that's part of the thing. Like it's, it's one thing to say, we're going to try and do this, get the ball out. It's another thing to have number one plays called where that's possible, the players to do it and a quarterback who's going to make it happen. I mean, we saw the, the reverse of this in Chicago where they're like, okay, Justin Fields, we're going to go a bunch of empty five-man protections, get the ball out. And it was, it was yeesh. So this, I thought, was a, was a really good sign for them offensively. What about defensively? Because they start off the game really well. The special teams, Gaff, sets up a touchdown at the end of the first half. And then the second half, a lot of penalties. There was some, some sloppiness. I thought some calls that weren't particularly good. Uh, what did you think of Joe Barry's defense? I thought it made a big step. And obviously, you know, they gave up a touchdown late, obviously, which, you know, the, the Niners took the lead, but I thought they made strides. It's, you know, that first, the first half was, was very encouraging. They got some stops. They got two takeaways in the game as in, in, in the entire game. And that's what you want to see, right? It was the first two weeks they weren't able to really create any sort of takeaways. And obviously the offense only had three points to show for it, but that's what you want to see down the road, right? They get some takeaways. You can at least get a touchdown out of that. So I thought it was an encouraging step. They did a really good job against the run. And that's what you wanted to see 67 yards rushing to the Niners. But I, I think it's moving forward. It's how do they build upon this though? Because yeah, there were a couple flags thrown toward Eric Stokes way. And there's some growing pains there as well. And some other flags like the one with Jair, where it's kind of like, come on, you know, when he's roughing yeah. the pen, quote unquote. So, you know, it wasn't a perfect performance, but I feel like they're making strides in week three. And that's what you want to see, right? You want to see this defense improve and I think takeaways um and kind of getting it was an improvement is this Eric Stokes job now is he the, is he the cornerback too <laughs> you know I, I know a lot of people and I saw your tweet as well right when Kevin King was ruled out due to illness it's like don't root for a guy because he's sick and he's out of the game like that's not what we want right and and I will say though Eric Stokes in the game it's he was always there with the receiver it was what you wanted to see and I I do believe that whether, you know, Kevin should be back on Sunday. Um, but I do feel like Eric Stokes deserves a lot more snaps. And maybe this is a game in week four where if King is back 
and they have Stokes and it's, we'll give him a little bit more. And then maybe in week five, it's his job for the taking. Um, but I'm very encouraged by what I saw from him for sure. Do we have to talk about TJ Watt versus Kevin King this week? Do we have to, I don't even want, I don't even want your take. I just want to know, do we have to talk about it? We don't have to, but it's going to be talked about in the national media. A hundred percent. I've already seen it was someone saying like it was a king size blunder, mm. something. So that, that's a pretty good headline, though. I have to say, that, I mean, like if you're going to do it, like at least have a nice little wordplay. Uh, that, that works. Yeah, yeah, but it's we don't have to talk about it, but we know he's coming to town, and obviously he was injured, got a lot of money, got a lot of money. Uh, but all you know, the monies. all the monies. But the guy can play, and it's just kind of a what if game. But at this point, it's like. They didn't draft him. They didn't take him. So and then, and then allegedly said, "I got to go work out." Like, let me <laughs> yeah. just let's figure this out. I get. I'm going to sign this, and I'm going to go work out. I there I, there are a lot of things that that I might say. You know, I'd rather work out, but but I think signing like the biggest contract for a defensive player in the league is not one of those things. I'm happy to I'm happy to wait. My workout can wait. Yeah, I I, I will happily take the money and then just relax and then go work out. But that's just me. Right. You can't just you like obviously you still have to work out after you get paid. Yeah. But I can I can take maybe take an hour and celebrate that this is a really cool thing. Live in the moment, right? So th- this Pittsburgh team, they're coming off a, a demoralizing loss to the to a division rival, a division rival that frankly I don't think is very good, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh 24 to 10 the offense was um let's see, how do I put this? Hot trash against the Bengals. A Bengals defense that I don't think is that great. I mean, their front has played better this year. Is Big Ben just, is he just washed? That's a good question. Again, it's still early, but it's not encouraging when you have a guy, Big Ben stature, playing the way he does. I've already seen people on the Twitter sphere saying they have to trade Big Ben. Stature now, are we talking about stature or are we talking about? I think both. He's a big dude and he's got, you know, he's very well known. Um, <laughs> obviously it has not been a very good year for their offense thus far, only one win to show for it. However, this does not need to be a game where the Packers are not that they're riding high defensively, but they're like, we played a lot better, but this is not the week where you want to be, you know, we're not going to blitz and we're not going to make his life uncomfortable. And then big Ben finds his stride and then they go and score 20 plus points. You know, that's not what you want to have happen in this game. You want to make it where he's struggling yet again. I don't think he's washed, but it's getting close. Like it, you know, and with the injury and everything like that, it's, he's still got something in him when, if he's not going to get pressure on him and it's easy for him, he's going to score points with the Steelers offense, but don't think he's done. Maybe the end of the year. We'll see. I think he's in the machine. I think he's in the washing machine. They haven't taken him out yet. Right. He's not quite like in the dryer, but like, I think the spin cycle is, is really ringing out those last few drops. And I think we're, I think we're close to calling it. The problem is they have a lot of talent. They've got a lot of really good receivers and it is a game, as you said, that if the Packers don't play well defensively, you know, this is, there's plenty of talent on this, on this team to try and get the ball in their hands quickly and and tackle. Um, the, the tackling though, is something that, I mean, you, you've been there. You've seen these games. This defense had been atrocious tackling. And through three weeks, they've been really good. How much credit do you give Joe Barry uh, for, for this improvement? Because it's the same guys that last year and the year before that were missing tackles right and left. 
Yeah, you have to give them kudos, right? Because there were just some plays where you were like, oh my gosh, that would have been, you, you could have held them 20 yards less if you had made the tackle. Right. And it was, I know it's been so infuriating in the past just watching these defenses not be able to tackle. So whatever he's doing with these guys is clearly working because they're able to get the guys at the sticks, they're able to tackle them really well. And, you know, outside of special teams, which still needs to improve, at, at least I'm seeing a market improvement defensively. And that's the good thing. And you mentioned the tackling is a huge thing. But I, I think if they can also just, you know, add in those takeaways, even just one per game or whatnot. I mean, it's it's going to be good for this team moving forward. But, you know, you got to pressure the quarterback. So the fact that they're blitzing a lot more now is, is encouraging to see as well. But, uh, man, it's just nice when defenses can tackle, isn't it, Peter? It's amazing how much better your scheme looks. It's amazing how much faster players seem when you just make the play, just make the easy play, make the tackle in front of you. It's just, it really is remarkable. Uh, as we finish up here, Lily, I have a very important question for, you, question for you. Why are the Packers special teams cursed? And do we I need to get that. some sage in there? Do we need to like call somebody? Do we need to, the power of Christ compels you? Like, what do we got to do here? to fix this. Cause this is, this is just, it's, it's year after year after year of this multiple coaches, multiple players, obviously what is happening. I don't know if I knew <laughs> I would be like, Hey, Mo, I'm going to, I'm going to call you up and, and we're going to figure this out. It's just perplexing, right? It's perplexing. I mean, obviously it's still week three. So Mari Rogers is still a rookie. He's got a lot to learn, but mm. I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on him to be like, not the savior for the special teams, but just a spark for the special teams. And it hasn't right. happened yet. Um, but it's just the lane integrity is so bad. And it's when, when you're having momentum in a game where you're up 17, nothing, and then you have this huge return and they double up, it's kind of deflating for everybody on the team. It's, it's like, I don't know what they have to do to, to fix this thing. Cause it's like you mentioned, there's coaches, new coaches, new players do everything, but the, it still hasn't, gotten better it needs to change though because you don't want it to be one of these games where a late kick return for a touchdown is is the difference in a game and you lose so i don't know something's got to give peter but I, i'm hoping that as the weeks go on that amari rogers gets just a little bit more comfortable and just you know can go north south and and just hit some holes and he's gone but gotta see what's crazy too is it seems like uh everyone's new favorite punter the the boho blast is, <laughs> is is doing, well, that's what we're calling him. Oh, I like it. So um, shout out to uh, to Packers History on Twitter and, and Michelle Bruton on Twitter. Um, and Mason Crosby, I mean, just made a 51-yarder to win a game. He's the most reliable kicker, not named Justin Tucker, in the league right now. Uh, and so it's like, how, how can those two things now be so solidified? They finally have a punter. And the rest of this is just so bad. I don't understand it. Um, but... Maybe, maybe they can get it fixed or maybe it just doesn't matter. Maybe just like squib kick it on every kickoff, just squib it. Cause, cause Bohorquez is doing his job. They haven't had a punt return opportunity. Really. He's every kick is directionally placed and he's booming these things. So I don't get it. I don't understand it, but um, maybe they won't have to punt that many times this week, but that's a, that's a good way to, to not worry about it. Just squib it, just yeah, squib it. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, they squib it like, in a podcast. Squib. Squib, squib. Okay. Um, and we're not even talking, this is not even Harry Potter. <laughs> a lot of squib talk in that too. Um, we, we have Packers Steelers, a Super Bowl rematch, 
which should be fun. Um, and, and I think the Packers defense a potential, you know, further, further opportunity to take some steps here against this group that, that doesn't block particularly well, uh, an immobile quarterback who does not want to throw the ball down the field. Yeah. They, they have a chance to get after him. So let's make it three in a row, Lily. What do you say next week, three in a row wins for Zayu doing, we, we would, we would love to see it. And I, you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction. We're going to have a defensive score for a touchdown. Probably I I'm putting it out there. I love it. I love it. You are the, the queen of the, we need to turn over here. So I, I think that's, that's right on your brand for you. I love that. And so let's see it. Lily, I can't wait to, I can't wait to see who's, who scores it. I can't wait to see when it's scored. And I can't wait to talk to you about it after you call it, after you call your shot. I like it. I like it. We'll be here to chat about it next week. All right, I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Always great to talk to her. We have a lot more to come this week, and uh, I, I'm really excited about all of it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. And remember, I said we are going to have a stream. We are going to have a live stream after the game on Sunday. So just you know, keep an eye out for that. Go subscribe on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. On the planet, on the planet is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar in the limited time flavor right now. Cookie dough chunk. I have not yet tried it, but I have been told on good authority. It is delicious. All the limited time flavors, they've all been glorious. Each one just as good, if not better than the last. They've got all these terrific base flavors, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, coconut. I mean, just the the list goes on and on and they're all high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. And I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's delicious and you should be eating them. If you're not, go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. We're going to be back tomorrow with Chris Carter from Locked on Steelers. He is uh, great, and we're going to be talking about Washed Ben. The clock strike midnight on Big Ben. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Be sure to tip your waitress. Uh, and uh, Najee Harris, that running game, the defense, uh, the offensive line, breaking down all of the matchups. And then Friday, we will have our live show uh, that, that we will make sure that, that we get uh, working properly. The stream actually works last week which is great. So we we will uh, make sure that that is working again. It worked on Sunday as well, Sunday night after the game. So uh, we're going to have some fun with that as well. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Go subscribe on YouTube. The Locked on Packers feed is on YouTube. Uh, go subscribe to The Leap at theleap.substack.com and subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.